Gosh. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah. Well, we should have said like, "Hey, there's there's going to be talk of suicide." Uh, yeah. In this movie. Maybe put that in the beginning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Darren. Here on Filling in the Gaps, we typically watch puzzling movies or discuss puzzle games. Of which today we're going to talk about the movie The Discovery. It's directed by Charlie McDowell, written by Charlie McDowell and Justin Later. Rotten Tomatoes, really harsh on this one. Critics, 46%. Audience, 43%. IMDb at 6.2. It is an hour and 42 minutes. The basic premise, I think we can tell you because it's the very opening scene, is the discovery is the discovery of life after death. And it has been somehow scientifically proven. We're going to get into that discussion when we get into the spoiler (laughs) section. It stars Robert Redford, Jason Segel, Rooney Mara, and Jesse Plemons. I think those are the four main characters that we have there pretty well done i'm surprised that it's quite that low i think perhaps many people are just tired of this type of story and when did this come out this came out uh was it 2019 i think so yeah yeah it was late in the teens i know that it was also i believe a netflix movie Mm -hmm. and i'm not sure if people are a bit harsher on netflix originals given that they didn't go to the cinema to see it, given that it just kind of comes with their subscription. And I I do wonder if that's going to be a factor. But also, wouldn't you like it more if it was free? Free, yeah. So that may just kind of blow that out of the water, mm. like that theory. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I, it's, not, it's not a bad film. It's not a great film, but it's okay. Yeah, and that's kind of how I would put it. And that's why the 6.2 for IMDb feels a bit more fitting than the 43%. Yeah. That means that the majority of people gave it less than 60%, I think, mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Something like that. They gave it less than three out of five stars. Right. Personally, I think it's okay. Mm-hmm. I think that there's some decent acting. I think what the movie doesn't do is delve deep enough into a lot of the issues that it brings up. Yeah. This has been an issue with a lot of other movies that we have had and things that I've had a problem with. And I do have a problem with it here, but... There's something about just the way that this movie is put together that it just feels worth watching. I've watched it twice this week, and though, again, it's not my favorite thing and I'm not going to immediately want to see it again, I didn't mind. Yeah. You're going to have to censor me and shut me down because I'll be like, oh, it's like this film. And you're like, no, no, you can't say that because that's spoilers. <laughs> so, so there might be a bit of that in this. But no, it's 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 a fair enough film. It's, it brings up a lot of interesting ideas and it's food for thought on a lot of issues, I think. I think we could get some of those out of the way if you want to. I saw reviewers relate it to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Mm-hmm. For me, it reminded me a lot of Source Code. Okay, yeah. Though uh, sort of in reverse, but... Right, right. <laughs> if you've seen Source Code and you've seen The Discovery, I think you'll know what I mean. I was thinking it reminded me a lot of The Leftovers. Yeah, I could definitely see that. There, there's part of that as well. But yeah, it's not exactly like any of those. No, no. I saw one review where they said, it's exactly like this other one, beat for beat. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't think that it is. Which one was that? Can you, 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 we, well, we're going to we cut this cut out. Cut this out, yeah. Ah, okay, right. I was I, like, I've still not seen that, but yeah. Oh, I'm like, no. No. <laughs> no. I understand what you're saying, but when you say it's beat for beat, no. No. I'm not sure that we can really talk too much about it without giving stuff away. I think mm. that that basic premise of there has been a proven afterlife, that's kind of the hook. And that's, that's it. And then it's like solving the mystery, isn't it, after that, for the entire film. If you like Robert Redford, if you like 
sci-fi if you like those kind of things if you like a movie that brings up interesting topics mm-hmm. then this could be the movie for you i wouldn't strongly recommend it but if you already have netflix and you're looking for something to watch give it a try yeah and the one thing that i would say as well that i was kind of worried about as i was watching it but it kind of paid off in the end is are they going to show you you know are they going to are they going to explain it or is it going to be is it going to be one of these things like oh it's still a mystery but you do, you get kind of full closure in the film, and I was happy with that. Yeah. I'm not sure that I feel like a full closure, but I feel like the end of the movie does justify what the rest of the movie did. Yeah. It's not like a shrouded in mist kind of thing, like, oh, make up your own idea, make up your own ending kind of thing. No. I think there's definitely some gaps there for us to fill. Mm-hmm. But overall, that was the biggest thing I was worried about when recommending it for the podcast was... Is there enough a gap? Is there enough discussion to happen? And I think that there is. I think there is. And if there, even though this may, may be a little bit small, the thing that I think we'll be discussing a lot today is what the movie brings up about ethics more than anything else for me. Yeah. And that's totally fine. That's a big part of why I want to talk about this one. I think, honestly, the movie is probably slightly less interesting than the idea of what conversations it's going to bring up. Mm-hmm. We've had a few of those in the past. I think this is another one of those. But with that, I think it's really time for us to go ahead and start talking about the movie. So we somewhat recommend it. I'm not unhappy that I watched it at all. You know, I'm, I'm glad I've seen it. I'd never heard of this until you said, yeah, I would recommend it to people that like this kind of genre of films. So if you're worried about spoilers, well, head out now. Come back later. Yep. For the rest of you that don't care about spoilers or have already seen the discovery, here it is. Join us after the spoiler warning. Okay. Hmm. I've tried this time to sort of break it down into chapters, I guess, or major scenes to try and sort of speed up through some of the story so that we can hopefully spend a little bit more time this episode talking about the issues at the end. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel we're so talked out by the time we get there that we don't really get to that point. So let's rush through here. Mm -hmm. Rush through in our style, so probably (laughs) half an hour. We have the interview scene. Great scene. Proof of Afterlife has led to a bunch of suicide. I don't really like the explanation of the quote-unquote proof that they've given us. Right. You've proven that wavelengths go somewhere else, and that's it. There's not really anything. I don't buy this proof. I I think that's kind of the point of the film as well, isn't it? By the middle of the film, it's like, yeah, this is just another religion. It's offering proof, quote-unquote, of an afterlife, but rather than through a religious body saying there's something else out there, it's through science. And it's like, I like how it has like the juxtaposition of science versus religion, and they're both essentially saying the same thing. However, this has led to a huge jump in the number of suicides. Yeah, so much that they've got suicide prevention counters on the walls of various places saying, well, we've saved 4 million people this year or something like that. Is it saved or is it how many have... It's saved. I thought it, was, I thought it was a counter of suicide. But then if you pause the video and look at it, it says suicide prevention. Oh, that makes way more sense then. <laughs> okay, because that was actually... I had a huge note about that. I had a real problem uh, okay, with Okay, okay, yeah. No, I, I, I saw it on the boat first. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. We, we should have said, like, hey, there's, there's going to be talk of suicide uh, in yeah. this movie. Maybe put that in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so it's like... yeah, like, So, like, su- 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 the big suicide prevention counters... So much so, yeah, because people are killing themselves left, right, and center in this world. No, that's great, because the thing is, it's only about 4 million, and it's been about two years. And I looked it up, and currently, sadly, about 700,000 a year globally. So I didn't know if this was meant to be just U.S., or if this is meant to be global. I think it's U.S. 
Okay, so the numbers probably w- would have jumped, but I was just thinking, yeah, it's it's a little over double than what it would be, but that doesn't seem as dire as they make it sound. But if it's people saved, that makes a huge difference. Yeah, because the global, uh, sorry, the uh, I took it as just US. Maybe they are counting globally, but I I, I wouldn't see that happening. The, the US suicide rate was in twenty twenty was forty almost forty six thousand people. So it's four million something on the board. So you're talking. Uh, multiplied by 100 times rate. And those are just the ones that have been saved. And those are just the ones that have been saved, yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes things fit much better because as I was watching through and thought, that's how many we've lost, I thought, well, that's bad, but it's not that much worse than normal. Right. Yeah, if you're looking at it that way, then it's much, much more fitting for the tone they're trying to give of just their funerals every day. Yeah, because that's what the guy says. Like, I never want to go to another funeral again in my life. Yeah, <laughs> But we're going to have this right away as there's the talk with Dr. Thomas Harbour, who has proven the afterlife. Mm-hmm. The interviewer is asking these very pointed questions. And I believe the sound guy comes out and says, thank you, Dr. Harbour, and kills himself. Yep, quite graphically. Yeah, gun to the head. On live television. Yep. This leads then to the fairy scene, which is quite important. This is the meet cute, I suppose, where Will, our, I guess he's our main character, mm-hmm. and Isla meet. He turns off the news report, doesn't want to hear about it. She says, why'd you turn that off? I was listening to it. He comes over to talk to her. She has that great line about, are you the type of person that would sit next to somebody in an empty theater? Yeah. But there are points here that are very important to what they're trying to do as far as he thinks she looks very familiar he normally doesn't have these pills but for some reason he does they're for vertigo but they'll help with her seasickness i don't know if it's here but it is important to note that will is a neurologist right that is incredibly important to what happens throughout the movie he feels oh it is this point actually because he says that he feels people are giving up too easily he talks about one of his patients that was happy to get a bad diagnosis. Yeah, yeah. When they hit the island, Isla hitches a ride. Will says in the off-season, you're not going to get a ride very quickly. But she does. Oh, I forgot to factor in the attractive girl factor, something like that. Will's brother Toby, who's played by Jesse Plemons, he's going to pick him up. (laughs) Smoking marijuana on the way. This is where they pass by the funeral. And he says, I don't want to go to any more of those... I think it's even somebody they know. I mean, I guess everybody knows everybody in this small island as well. Well, that's quite possible, yeah. But yeah, I was looking at this guy going, who is this? I know this guy. It's Todd from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He was also an episode of Black Mirror. What was he? The new one or... or the Star know. Trek episode. Oh, yeah. So he was. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I definitely remember it was Todd, yeah, because he's, he's not, a, not a nice guy in Breaking Bad, that's for sure. <laughs> I should mention, though, before... Isla takes off. Will did tell her the story about how he drowned as a child. He saw an afterlife. Hmm. At this point, he claims it was a dream. But later we know that that's not how he really feels. Right. He just feels regret because that led to everything else that's happened since. Hmm. And so (laughs) I guess this has kind of become his story. This is the way he always tells it now. Oh, I was just a kid. It was just a dream. But he doesn't believe that. Mm -hmm. At the compound... We see all the people in the different colored jumpsuits. Yep. We also are introduced to the new machine. Dr. Harbour is killing himself a little bit at a time to experiment with what we're going to find out is recording 
what people see after they die. We also get to meet Dr. Cooper, who is recording every thought as he's having it. Yeah, yeah, for the entire film, yeah. He's just like, there's a little tiny mic. <laughs> he's just always speaking into it. There's a great introduction here, though, where he's recording those things. Remember that time, blah, blah, blah. Oh, your son is here. He's not as tall as I remember, or something like that. And Willis goes, hi, Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, though. I'm assuming he's doing some other sort of research. I was assuming he was just documenting everything, if and when everything takes off. He's got all the stuff he can make his own Netflix thing about it, you know. I, th- I thought he was just being a documentarian kind of thing. But he's not recording things as they happen. He's recording a bunch of his memories. Mm. And he's talking about, oh, you remember that time we got lost, blah, blah, blah. It's not really related to what's happening now. Right. In fact, a lot of times when things are happening, he has to stop recording so that he can go and deal with it. Right. Outside, I think Will is upset and talking to Toby about this being a cult. What's going on here? He's not happy at all with his father killing himself to try these tests. But Thomas Harbour, Dr. Thomas Harbour, comes out and says, good to see you, Will. Let's go talk. So now they can have their father-son conversation where Will is going to ask his father to stop and he tries to convince his father that they were wrong the whole time, that they should never have told the world about the afterlife. The next scene is Will stopping Isla from committing suicide at the beach. Yeah, this is this is how Virginia Woolf committed suicide. So, uh, I think she filled her pockets with rocks and walked into a river or something like that and drowned herself. Will takes Isla back to the compound, gets her tested by the father. There's this questionnaire. Yeah, they do like a, almost like a, a Scientology kind of interview thing where they ask all these strange questions and stuff to like, just give me your honest response. <laughs> yeah. He has an odd term for himself as well. I'm the conductor. Yeah, which I think is straight out of Scientology, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is that operator or something? It's something, it's something very similar, yeah. While this is happening, we see Will walk around the building He finds a family photo, but he takes it out of the frame. The mother has been folded back Mm -hmm. as though she never existed. Will finds his childhood bunk bed. Toby comes in and says, oh, how do you know where you're going to stay? Will said, well, here's my bed. (laughs) Next, we have an odd sort of chanty musical meditation scene. Right, yeah. This is where Dr. Harbour says... We can now record where people go after death. Yeah, and this is where I had my first problem because I was like, well, why do you think going there is going to solve all your problems anyway? The universe is pretty big. The next dimension you're going into might not even be where your family, your significant other, your kid has gone, you know? How do you know you're going into that same place? I think at one point they say thoughts or your, your conscience has matter. That's how they describe it. And that matter gets converted and projected. My other thought was, how do you even know what that matter is going to be reconfigured as? You could come back as a jar of peanut butter, you know? You could come back as a as a microwave oven. I know. And I think that that's one of the big issues that I do want to get to, which comes up a bit later. But what I would say is nobody knows. Mm-hmm. I think it's just the idea that people are so miserable, they would rather be anywhere but here. Right. And any sort of hope at a second chance is one that people are willing to take. Yeah, and that's what I thought the movie was trying to do with Will trying to talk people out of it. But I don't think they did a good enough job of that because that would have been a more powerful message, at least like, hey, 
Why don't you solve your problems here first before you start going? That's not the solution. And you know, I think that's what he was trying that's what, to that's say. What is, that's what is what he's trying to say, I believe, as well. But the movie doesn't do a good enough job of addressing it. I don't. I didn't, I didn't think it was. It could have been stronger. Okay. Will is going to be asked to look at his father's brain scans, and he advises not to continue. You could come back with zero brain function the next time. I'm surprised you haven't already. So they come up with the brilliant idea of stealing a corpse. And I wrote down here, unsure why. It's like, okay, I thought you needed like someone who was like on the cusp of d- dying. Like, not someone who'd been dead for 24 hours, but all right, fair enough. I'll go with it. I'll go with it. And I'll also say maybe it was just to try it out to see if it would work. Mm, right. Maybe they hadn't tried it on a corpse yet and they right. hadn't discovered. So they need to try. It's going to... Fail, though, because Will sabotages the machine. Well, it's going to succeed. Yeah. <laughs> but Well, but it fails first. When everybody's in the room, Yeah, it fails. It's only when Will goes back and covers up his tracks, puts the missing piece back in, does it start showing him what he has. And he becomes obsessed with recording that happened from the corpse. Mm-hmm. Will and Isla are going to sleep in the bunk beds. Will talks about his mother's death, the anniversary... His father was working all the time, wasn't paying any attention to her, so his mother just decided to leave this world. That's very important because that's one of the key moments that happened in his life that has led to everything here, and also in his father's life. Just want to be sure, though, that did happen before the discovery, right? Yeah, because I think she asks him at some She says, is your mom why you're doing this? And he's like, yes. She's like, oh, did she do it because of the discovery? He's like, no, this happened a couple of years before. She, he's very explicit in saying that, yeah. Mm. They return the corpse. They have some funny moments. They laugh and then they kiss. Mm-hmm. So Will and Isla are now together. An item. (laughs) Will, like I said, is going to become a bit obsessed with what's going on with that video. So he is going to find the hospital from the corpse memory. He gets some info from the custodian. So he knows that it is a memory, or at least that's what he thinks thus far. But it's from a long time ago before a remodeling happened. Yeah. Yeah. So like at least 10 years ago. Back at the compound, there is dissent as... Word has gotten around that the machine has failed. Lacey told one person. Harbor makes an example of her and says, you're out, which she's incredibly upset by. Will talks to his father after. I think this is where he gives him that folded photo Mm -hmm. and says something like, she may not have meant that much to you, but she meant a lot to us. And you've gone too far. Whereas Harbor says he's given these people meaning in their life. His argument is that this compound has saved lives Because pretty much everybody here who's not one of the scientists has tried to commit suicide in the past. Yeah, it's not a lot, though. (laughs) It's like like nine people. Yeah, but it's nine people. Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that's going to be... It's not exactly something to, like, brag about. Like, oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with that. I think if you save nine lives, that's pretty nice. Yeah, but I mean, I'm saying, like, it's like... When you're comparing it to four million... Mm. No. Drop in the bucket. But if you have nine people who are living now that weren't before, I think the argument is what kind of life are they having? Mm -hmm. Are they having a life that is worth living? For the most part, 
we don't know what these people do. They seem to do a lot of cleaning and yard work, those kind of things. What are their ambitions? Are they doing anything towards moving forward? Lacey was helping out, I believe, but most of the people we don't even get to talk to. No, they're just raking leaves or something like that in the yard. And I also wonder if it's the type of thing where, yes, he's given them meaning, he's given them a reason to keep going, a community, but he's also going to be using them for research in the future, <laughs> if that is part of the plan. Maybe, yeah. Free bodies. He doesn't have to go and steal them at the morgue anymore. Exactly. Will is going to show Isla the recording. He takes her to the hospital. They sneak in. They steal a record. Using the information, I do think it's quite clever the way they've given enough information that he could fit down to, it's got to be this one mm -hmm. file. Will and Toby are going to have a late night discussion about their father's intentions. Toby says that he feels the discovery ruined his father's life and that he's really struggling to keep going despite all the immense pressure that's been put on him because of it. Right. And also his mother is the reason he probably keeps doing it. Whereas Will feels his father is ignoring the fact that his mother ever existed. Toby says, I think that's what's driving him. Wouldn't you want to know? Right. Given what happened to her, wouldn't you do everything you could to find out what happened to her? So they're really coming at it from two very opposite perspectives. And I really think Toby's probably closer on this. Mm -hmm. But I will say this now. I don't get Toby's point of being at the compound, really. Other than the fact that his father is Dr. Harbour. He yeah. doesn't seem to have any knowledge. Yeah, it looks like he's just family and just along for the ride kind of thing. Free board. Okay. Then comes an important part where Isla notices that in the video... It's a different tattoo on the arm than she saw when it was time for the experiment. Will says that he's drawn to this beach. He's driven her there again. Mm -hmm. For some reason, he's always drawn to this beach, even as a kid. And this is also, I believe, where he had his encounter with the afterlife. Right. This is where Isla is going to talk about her son, Oliver, how he died when he was five. She fell asleep. He got caught in the water. Mm -hmm. Which also explains why she would come all the way here to try to end her life. It was at this beach. Yeah. She also gives the impression that she's been numb for a very long time and has felt nothing and thought there wasn't anything for her until she met Will and she's starting to feel things again. That becomes important later. That's a, that's a key moment and that's a key point in the conversation. We're going to visit the corpse's sister and she hates him for deserting them the whole time. We find out the recording wasn't a memory. He never came to try to visit the father. It just didn't happen. And him and his sister got matching tattoos. It's like, yeah, this little wave thing, which is what they had in the, when he was like on the operating table kind of thing. But in the dream, what was it? A lighthouse or something like that? I think it was a lighthouse. It was definitely something it wasn't, different. It wasn't a wave, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, there's definitely something different from the memory. Back at the compound in the bunk beds, Isla says, Will might need to forgive his father. I think this leads to them having another kind of heartfelt conversation. They have an intimate time. Toby runs in. You've got to come down. Dad's trying again. Mm -hmm. So get there. He seems like he's probably going to die. But also, this is one of those times where it's a torn moment. We are getting the memory of that night. But it is different. Mm -hmm. So, anniversary. The mother made dinner is about to go up, make the bath in which she is going to end her life. But here on this recording, we are seeing Thomas Harbour say, wait a second, 
come on down. You made a nice dinner. Let's have that. Yeah, I won't work tonight. And Toby really wants to finish it. And Will does too, I think. But if they finish this, they lose their father. Mm -hmm. So that is the risk. They also know, I would say now, this also proves to people outside of Will and Isla that it is something different than just a memory. Yeah. But at the same time, it could just be a dream. It could be your brain, it could be your brain making stuff up. You know, it's not, it's, it's definitely nothing to be like, all right, that's proof of an afterlife. Let's all kill ourselves. Yeah. And the movie expects you to just accept it. Yeah. As we do accept it, though, if we do, mm -hmm. if not, I think the movie falls apart completely. <laughs> and maybe that's why it gets such low marks. I just sort of accepted it. Mm -hmm. I don't buy into it. It's definitely something I could nitpick. At this point, though, I didn't really like the original proof of the discovery. So this one is not going to make <laughs> me feel even worse. If I can accept the first one as just, okay, it happened. Mm -hmm. I can do this one as well. Right. Okay, it happened. But it leads into what are going to be one of the main questions here where they talk about that. What if it's not a completely different plane, but a plane very similar to ours with just slight variations? Yeah. And it seems to take you to a place of your biggest regret. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's, it's like a parallel dimension almost, like a, par a parallel reality. And what I love here is... As soon as they ration that out in a couple minutes, Dr. Harbour says, we've got to destroy it. Mm -hmm. He, the one who has been so adamant that they must move forward, realizes if everybody can fix their biggest problem, then everybody's going to want to do that. But at the same time, Albert, this is where I kind of got a bit annoyed with the film because I was like, look, just go on television, admit, admit, hand this device over to, I don't know, Neil deGrasse Tyson or something like that and just say, hey, I've not found the afterlife, but I've found parallel dimensions. Like, what can we do with this? Like, don't just destroy the machine. Come on. But I guess this world is too far gone. The whole, the whole point is this world is too far gone. Everybody's got to be so depressed. They were before and everybody was leaving. Imagine now a yeah. world where there's funerals every day. The other thing is, is that I don't think that this world is our world. This is a parallel dimension of me and you are living in right now. I think this is a another world that is just like... It, you mean fiction? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's just like, it's too far gone. It's too depressing. Everything in this movie is depressing. It's always raining. It's gray. There's no color in this film. I definitely think this could also be slightly into the future as well. Mm -hmm. And that's the idea. This is where we're going. And if this happened, things are already bad. Right, yeah. This would just make it worse. And that's the thing. So I think I like this part of it, especially, like I said, Dr. Harbour being the one to say, this is too dangerous. Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with you before, Will, but this one, definitely, this is <laughs> way too dangerous. Doesn't say we need to keep it because I want to try again. Mm -hmm. He's immediately willing to give up on any hope of fixing his worst regret. And we know from some of his interactions, from some of the things that Toby has said, and from the way he responds to things like that folded picture, that means a lot to him. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that as part of his character and his motivation. He was willing to do this as long as he thought it was beneficial, but now he thinks it will be a huge detriment and it's time to let it go. Outside, Dr. Harbour is going to talk to the group. Lacey is going to come back. Shoot Isla. This is an important thing. I want to get to this one later. 
I didn't kill her. I just relocated her. Mm. That is what Lacey says. I think even um, Isla says at one point is like, at what point does murder become an actual act of kindness? Because you feel like you're just sending them to a better place. Yeah. So I spent the whole movie waiting for that to happen, basically. Uh, this movie was very predictable. I had a whole checklist of like, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, and they all happen. Yeah. For doctors, they don't do much to stop her death, though. <laughs> no. Yeah, no. This always bothers me. When you have a doctor, or even an intelligent character, that doesn't put pressure on the wound. Right. Never seen a film before? Doesn't no. call 911. But these are doctors. Right. Yeah. Do something. <laughs> yeah. I'd expect even Toby, who's been around this enough, to do something. Yeah. Will, of course, is going to put himself in the machine. And this, for me, is where the really interesting part. Like, up until now, I felt, yeah, it's kind of mediocre. But I feel this concept thrown in here at the end is quite interesting. Yeah, this is the big twist, basically. Yeah. But it's very fitting. I feel that it's been set up pretty well. Mm -hmm. He goes in. Yes, he goes back in his memory or to his biggest regret. And his biggest regret was not saving Isla. Mm -hmm. But in this one, yeah, this is going to lead into the, the conversation here. Isla says she's just part of his memory, though. Yeah. And that this is it. You've saved me. And he says, I didn't save you. She says there's more than one way of being saved. So I think the idea of, one, he saved her life long enough so that she could see that life was still worth having. Mm -hmm. Because we don't know what happens when you go to the next one. Do you just feel miserable and start off bad? Yeah, I mean, that's from this one. Yeah, so... That's my so, problem with this film is, like, you can't just go to another alternate reality and then just kick their soul out of their body and inhabit it. That's not how it should work. Right. But also, is that what happens? Are we quantum leaping through the different people or are we creating mm -hmm. a new parallel universe each time we do it sure that is totally up for debate and totally not answered here right and in fact i did find it a bit confusing to know was he going back through his memories all these times or is he like i said jumping from body to body is he jumping from universe to universe mm. he dies here though yes we hear the flat line which i again i don't think actually happens <laughs> in real heart <laughs> monitors, but it's the movie shorthand for somebody died. Dead, yep. After that, though, is when we get the final scene of Will back at the beach again, mm -hmm. but much further back in time, he saves Isla's son, which actually probably saves her preemptively long before any of the other stuff. Right. What does he do now? Does he get to live out a life now? Because it seems like, up until now, at least the memory of Isla, the sort of subconscious guide that mm. Isla represents, saying that Will has come back to this memory over and over again, or come back to this part of his life over and over again. Mm -hmm. Originally, he had met her on the ferry, didn't even talk to her, I think, but he just found out about her death in the news the next day, something along those lines. Yeah. And so he's continually killed himself or died and every time he dies he comes back to this over and over and over again to try and save her now that he saved her he doesn't have to do this one anymore yeah have you ever seen or read the egg no it's an andy weir short story it's been like made into a little short film by i can never say this guy's name's right Kyrgyzstan or whatever it's called the educational thing like the animation like all really colorful animations i know the one you're talking about how do you say it no idea yeah 
Anyway, the egg. The egg is a great story because basically what the egg says is it goes through... It's about a guy that's dead and spoilers for the egg. But yeah, you can watch it on YouTube. It takes like 10 minutes. Go and watch it now. It's really good. But basically the egg is a guy's dead and... He says to God, like, oh, why did I die? Blah, 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 blah. And what the, the whole crux of the thing is, is like, no, no. When you did that bad thing to that person, you were doing that to yourself because that was you. And you are everybody in the world throughout all of history. That's always been you. Every time you fought against someone, every time you've loved someone, helped someone, blah, blah, blah. It's a really beautiful, beautiful short story. And I got the same feeling from this. I think that Will is actually Oliver. And that look on his face at the end when he his eyes widen, he's like, <gasps> and he remembers. I think it's kind of taking a page out of the egg that he is he is Isla, he is Oliver, he is himself, he's his dad, he's his mom. I think he's everybody, but I think maybe not that far, but I do think he's Oliver at least and himself because basically he's saving himself, and that's why Isla's so familiar because he's his mother. I, I don't know. I, I get this feeling that if we're going to go into multiple realities and time travel, because how can this happen? Because they just throw this in at the end. Like, time isn't linear. Like, you die and then you just continue from where you left off in the next reality. It's like, he's gone way back in time. Well, we don't know how long. I think it's two years, yeah? I think since her son died. So, he's time traveled and saved this kid. I think he's the boy. I think he's Oliver. I think he's, he's, he's the egg. I hate that. I hate that so much. <laughs> but that goes along with uh, Buyer's Remorse when I played everything. Right. And there was that narrator, philosopher, who is it? Who's like, <laughs> absolutely everything is connected. We are part of everything mm. and we are everything. I don't like that. Mm. I think that that takes away our independence. And that takes away the independence here of this character, I think. For me, it's much more just about taking the movie as it's been told to me. And so I'm going to take it that his memory has said, you've done enough. But he realizes he could take it one step further. And why not take it back? He's been too short-sighted up until now. And so he's been saving Isla, not... Like solving the real problem. Yeah, not solving the real problem. The real problem is what happened to her before. Mm Mm-hmm. In another universe, though. Not in this one. That's the problem. The whole thing is moot because this is, this is my big problem with reincarnation. It doesn't mean anything if you can't remember your previous life. If you wake up as a blank slate, as as a prince or, 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 or Cleopatra, again, of course, it's meaningless. Reincarnation is meaningless because you don't have the save file from your last life, you know? And so to me, it's worthless because, well, it doesn't matter. I am just me. So, you you know, you are individual. I mean, that, that should make you happy then because you are individual and you do have free will and meaning in your life because you don't get to remember your your past lives. Uh, if you, Again, in the egg, they're like, yeah, we wipe you clean and we put you in a new body kind of thing every time. So, of course, you don't remember anything. You're, you're, you're on your own and you choose to do with your life what you will. If you want to be a bad guy, you be a bad guy. But just remember, well, no, you can't remember, but, but when you come back here... Will tell you and reveal it. It's like, hey, you were just being mean to yourself. What an idiot you are. And so, yeah, that's, that, that's my problem with this film as well is that it doesn't matter if he saves Oliver and saves her. He saves one version of her in an infinite universe of multiple realities. Big, big whoop. I disagree. I feel for me, saving one life is worthwhile. I know. And I'm going to be, I'm going to look like. Because <laughs> nine, nine, feel- nine people is not enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I get it. But okay, so he saves this one version. What about all the other ones that didn't get it? But I think I'm leaning more towards the idea that... He solved all of her 
realities kind of thing? Well, all the ones that would branch off of this one. Right. If we're going by the idea of every action branches off infinite amounts. Right. He's saved infinite amounts of her. Yes, but there are also an infinite amount where he didn't. Yeah. How do we know that he couldn't just keep going to do that? I don't Mm. know. Yeah. But also, if we are more going from my theory from earlier, that they're actually creating sort of a different parallel dimension for themselves he's saved her from that this would, point that on. would be better i mean if that if that is the and i like that theory because that makes at least makes more sense because that is not that's the opposite of what i said before of when you're reincarnated and you don't remember anything but if you are getting to inhabit that new reality with previous knowledge that you've done something and it looks like he has because at the end of the film they definitely have that split second of <gasps> Where his eyes widen a little bit as if he's like, I, I know you. I've been here before. And he's got that kind of almost metacognition of what's going on. So it's like the movie does leave you with that, that he does understand. And so, yeah, if that's the case, then yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, then yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. I also wonder if in this instance, you just keep going back and you get to live out every possibility your life ever had. Mm-hmm. Which is a really fun concept to think about. In this instance, he's always just going back to whatever he regretted. Right. There's a point, though, where you're going to have no regrets or your regrets are very silly. Oh, I didn't study for that test in high school. Mm-hmm. Now he passes that test. Now he goes to a better school. Now he has right. a totally different life. Like bookmarking a page in a Choose Your Own Adventure book. Like, I'll go back and take the other option this time. Right. And right. I wonder if that's what they're implying here or if that's what my theory leads into Mm. that's very fun but it's also very lonely in a way because you're the only person really connected to all of those and though you could know the same person multiple times yeah i I think as well it does have the problem of if we don't remember what's the point and that's why i liked the butterfly effect because he gets to remember and bring that knowledge. It's almost like a roguelike movie, isn't it? Where he remembers previous information and can bring that and use that in this new reality. And it's why I liked uh, Parallel, where it's like they get to mess with themselves in other realities. You know, so it's like, yeah, I I like that. But this one is like, for me, it wasn't so much about the science aspect. It was more about the ethical and, and the philosophical kind of debate about, is it okay to end your own life at any moment. Well, and that's the big thing of, I didn't kill her, I just relocated her. Right. Would the laws change? Mm-hmm. I think they would need to change their wording, but I think... The, I would hope not. <laughs> I well, think it would be illegal to murder someone. Yeah, but they might not refer to it as murder. It might be relocating Relocation. <laughs> you relocated. Because still taking somebody from this plane and relocating to another one against their will would still be a bad thing. So, like I said, I don't think that the law would necessarily change, just the wording might have to change. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the ethics of this? I don't know. I mean, it was was interesting how even when he saves Isla, you know, she's cursing him for it. It's like, yeah, in this world, would that be a crime? Could that end up being a crime where you prevented suicide? That is possible. Yeah. But, I mean, they're obviously not. They're taking out neon banner things and putting them everywhere of how many people they've managed to save. So, 
Like who who's leading that charge? These are other things I wanted to know as well. Like who's leading, maybe it would be the religious people. Maybe it would be the, the the religions of the world would be leading that charge to keep people in this world. And I found that that was really interesting to me. Is like when religion tells you there's an afterlife, they tell you not to kill yourself and it's a sin. But when science tells you that there's an afterlife, everyone's jumping off cliffs like lemmings. Lemmings don't have to actually jump off cliffs, but um, <laughs> like the game lemming. Yeah, and so. I find that really interesting. Like, just two sides of the same coin almost. It's like, it, it, it's a cult. And they say it's a cult. And he's like, no, no, it's not. It is. It is. Look at the, you got the different, you got color coded jumpsuits and all that kind of stuff. And they're committing suicide left, right, and center because they want to go to this next place. Whereas religion is saying, no, 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 no. Do everything you can to stay in this world as long as possible. Uh, I find that really interesting. Yeah. And I think that's one of the biggest concepts that it throws out there. And I like that. Do you think that we should know if there is a scientific way to prove there is an afterlife? This one isn't it, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. But if there was a way that they could prove it, yeah, would you want to know? Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would definitely want to know. I'm terrified of death. Like I have real phobia of dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would want to know. But even me, as a normal person, if someone showed me that from this film, I'd be like, Pfft. I mean... I called it like 30 minutes into the film almost like, yeah, this is what, it's, a, it's an alternate reality. That's not the afterlife. Come on, guys. You can't see this. Yeah. If someone gave me that as their quote unquote proof, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to need more than that. You know, like, nah, I'm not uh, ending it all tomorrow just because of a, a shaky cam on, on, <laughs> on your stairs. <laughs> yeah. I think I would need a lot more proof yeah. than that. I mean, what was the part of the movie really like kind of stood out for you as like, like made, made you think, I guess? It's just right towards the end. Mm -hmm. I think once he's talking to his subconscious and realizing that he's been through this before, that he's been essentially putting himself through a loop over and over again. Would that explain yeah. the pills then? Why he suddenly got the pills? Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to imply is that subconsciously he recognizes her. He's brought the pills he doesn't normally bring them, but he has them because he knew that she would need them. Mm. They pointed out the part where he knew where his bed was going to be, even though he's never been inside this building before. Right. He seemed to just know right where he was going to be staying. Yeah. Yeah. And the film does that as well. And they kind of, oh, I don't know, it's a little bit of a cheesy way where they're like, they go through and they, they show you all the reveals like, hey, you did this and hey, you did this. It's like, it's, like a, it's almost like, like watching a, a, a cutscene from a game where it's like, hey, remember all these bits <laughs> where you did all these things? Like the big Sherlock Holmes reveal, like, oh, this is, this is a bad guy. Yeah. I think that's what they're trying to do. Though. Yeah. And for me, it does work. Mm. I think that a lot of those things were really subtle and I just thought they, just happened but to say it happened this way because subconsciously you have these mm. memories and all of these things mm. yeah i think my big thing is do we really believe this is an afterlife or is this just as you've kind of used a lot of times is this the dying memory and him going back through and through in his dying memory to feel that he's fixed his biggest regret I mean it could be that would be really depressing I'm hoping I mean personally I hope it's not I hope the movie is trying to say yes there are alternate dimensions out there where you know there's a world with you, all of us except we're all I don't know hedgehogs I hope that's what they're saying because if they're just saying oh it's just like a dream and you're just like you're misremembering your own tattoo you know like dreams are weird you can't read things in dreams that would be that, that would be a depressing message to end on alright well let's not end on that <laughs> Let's go with the idea that we take the movie at its word then. Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. And I like that because it's like even though even though it's not really an afterlife, 
it's proof that there's other life in the universe, I suppose. Or somewhere else to go. Right. It again relies on the idea of the soul, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And that I guess our soul is that wavelength. And I like the optimistic message of when you leave this world, you get to go fix something that you felt went wrong. Gaps for the more gaps created. <laughs>